0: Hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay on NRM Streamcast.
1: Well, the couple in the corner, been going at it all night long. In the back, putting bets out over the phone. And I ain't got nowhere to be. I ain't nobody waiting at home for me, and there's nothing lonelier than midnight at the movies again. There's a girl named Mar that meets me here on Saturday night. Never says too much She just sits down beside me And puts her hand in mine She's got a gentle way That keeps me from feeling so alone But she always shows up late And leaves before the credits roll And I never watch her late Close my eyes and pretend I'm asleep Until the second feature begins Midnight at the movies again get your candies and your red hot say get your candies and your red hot, so shut out the lights, tell those fools down front to take a seat, and if you see my Martha, tell her I'm in the corner and just awake me.
0: It's Debt's no honest man can pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here as close to weekly as we can get right here on NRM Streamcast, and I am just excited today to be sitting down with a very good friend of mine, a longtime friend, a one time colleague, and somebody who is almost as nerdy as I am. We have been friends, I want to say, my math's not great, but I'm going to say maybe 11 or 12 years or so, and we were both working at this uh, huge southern retailer in the online division and I was a copywriter and my, my friend who sits in front of me was what they call in the business a content strategist. She strategizes content. <laughs> she contents strategically, if you will. And she broke my heart by, by leaving the company but I just was more inspired by her leaving than anything because I thought that is that is that is the path I wanted to take. She she just looked around her and said this is not for me. I got to follow my got to follow my bliss and that's exactly what she did. And you know there was stops along the way, but basically has done really well for herself as a writer of note. For the past many years, she has been a prominent freelance writer in the charlotte area that has been highlighted by many columns in charlotte magazine most recently my good friend jen mcgivney or as she is known by her byline jen tota mcgivney which sounds like a name i would love to hear bruce mccullough of the kids in the hall say out loud <laughs> i can totally hear that in my head but i'm excited because as of a month or two ago and you can correct me on this you are the back page columnist is that the correct title or yep and so Mazeltov, I called you and I said or actually no I texted Mm -hmm. you let's not make me a liar in front of Congress (laughs) here I texted you and I said we know we need to celebrate this promotion of yours by having you join us on the podcast and talk about the Oscars. Because since we've both been friends, we both discovered that we're friends because we're nerds about music, we're nerds about movies, we're nerds about The Simpsons, mm-hmm. we're nerds about being nerds. Yep. We've always bonded over movies. As a matter of fact, you wrote two of your best columns about us going to the movies. Yeah,
2: Love Letter to the Movies. Yes. Yeah.
0: I I feel insanely fortunate that when I moved to Charlotte, I moved to a town that at the time had two and eventually three independent movie theaters and that whittled down to nothing. And thank God now we've got the independent. Thank God. Yes. Yeah. So, but now we are here. I'm thrilled to have you here. And I knew that you were kind of nervous about being here.
2: Totally. (laughs) (laughs) I'm psyched to be here. I love this podcast. I'm glad you
0: asked. I am happy to have you here. So let's give people a little bit of background. You left the uh, retail environment Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I still wish I could go back in time and follow you because it took me way too long to leave there. But so give us a little brief synopsis of what your journey was, because I've always been a big fan of your journey because Uh it took a lot of balls. And of course, you have a great partner who is like, go for it. And so... Those two things are essential. You got to have the courage, and you got to have the support, and you had both, and mm-hmm. just you made the most of it. So, so you left there, yep. and you went to public radio for a little bit,
2: which was great. Which was great. I I loved that job. It was great. I uh, continued to straddle the worlds between digital and content because I thought that's what responsible people do. You know, no responsible person goes out and be like is a freelance writer. That's right. just not the responsible path. And I'm a very responsible person. And then it got to the point where um, actually my cousin and one of my best friends died young. And I thought, if not now, when? Like, when do you chase the dream? When do you just go for it? So uh, that year I I quit my career and went into full-time freelance. I had been freelancing for about five years before then, but uh, I just went for it. And I'm really glad that I did. And I think for me, I've come to realize the greatest risk is the one you don't take. So I'm glad I did. And even if it didn't work out, I would have tried. Right. So uh, yeah, so now full-time freelance. um, So
0: when did you start freelancing for Charlotte Magazine? Because I remember the first column and I was like, Aww. Even then, it was just like, yay! My friend is doing something really cool.
2: It was shortly after I left our job together. Right. So it was ten years ago. It was about Park Road Shopping Center.
0: Oh yes. Yeah, the
2: evolution of Park that Road Shopping Center. That was great.
0: <laughs> and for those those of you who don't live in Charlotte, the Park Road Shopping Center is how would how would you best describe it? I'm like. <sighs> It's I'd say it's a, a strip mall with a lot of character and a lot of history.
2: Yeah, and for decades it was very uncool. It was this place that was just kind of forgotten and never developed because it was very uncool and then it got to be cool because it wasn't trying to be cool and now right. it's becoming less cool because it's trying again. What would you think? What do you say?
0: Oh, that's a perfect <laughs> approximation. You have done what I didn't think could be done and that's you reframed real estate as high school. <laughs> You broke it You down know into,
2: you're not wrong. Right? Oh my God, you're not wrong.
0: It's like like all the cool strip malls will be there. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I totally, I loved that piece and I've been a fan of a lot of the pieces. And along the way you wrote for other publications mm-hmm. that weren't quite as satisfying, but you found this niche of writing about like cool, interesting, humanity-based things. I don't want to say human interest because there's a stigma that comes to, yeah. to it, but you write the kind of articles that I would rather read than read another piece of clickbait or some other mishigas.
2: Thank you. Thank you for saying that. And I think one part about being a writer that I wanted to convey with the column is that behind every hard issue, there are so many good people. And when they asked what my column was going to be about, I said I wanted it to be about kind people doing good things quietly. Right. Because there are so many of them. And the news can be such a bummer. And I just want to kind of draw attention to the people making cool things, doing cool things, but are doing it quietly without all the PR and the promotion
0: so let's back up a little bit you've been freelancing at charlotte magazine for how many years when this opportunity came up and how did the opportunity come up and what take me through that day <laughs> what, what what did you have for breakfast for the
2: column you mean yes now the column is still just a very small part of what i do i still right. do all of the freelancing right. for all the other companies right. But um yeah they were Talking about different things to do with the back page. And yep. I was talking with the editor and said, I would love the opportunity if you ever need that. And then uh, he took me up on it. So
0: So he said he, he did like an open call to like everybody's like, I need ideas for the back page.
2: I don't know. I don't no. know the process there, but so uh, how
0: did you learn about it? This opportunity, this like there is open real estate.
2: There was a very talented writer named Christina who was doing the back page before. Okay. It was a different kind of right. situation. It wasn't so much a column, and then she was moving on to a new opportunity. So that's when I knew, like, hey, right. there might be a there might be a spot for me. So
0: there. you went ahead and you did you did your pitch. Yeah. So it was it kind of one of those things where you're kind of like knock knock knock, got a minute, or did you have to like it, schedule time or? How did it how It, it actually
2: happen? came up very, I hate to use the word organically. It no, came up organically. organically
0: is the best word. Is it? it <laughs> I think that, that is one of the top five words to use in all of the words. Okay. Yes. Well,
2: it came up organically yeah. in a conversation, and uh, it went from there and became a
0: thing. So, they're, they're kind of like, hmm, I like the cut of your jib.
2: That, I think that was exactly
0: the words to <laughs> use, Yeah. <laughs> And you wrote your first column and it was awesome. Thank you. You titled it Everybody Put Your Pencils Down or.
2: Pencils Down is the name of the column, yeah. Oh, so it is, that isn't that's it? That's the column.
0: That's, what, th- oh, that's great. Yeah. I was gonna ask if that was the name of the column or just the name of that particular piece, but. Yeah. Oh, that's... So, why Pencils Down?
2: Okay, great question. It's an inside joke, because almost every time I turn in a feature, right. I start to the editor with, okay, Pencils Down, here it is. Because there's always that point, and you know this, as a writer, We're like, you just have to stop and submit it. You have to submit it with all its imperfections, because otherwise you yes. never do anything. And then part of it is, with Pencils Down, is we live in a city that task forces everything, that right. wants to have a meeting about everything. Right. And I really admire the people who are like, Pencils Down, let's get crap done.
0: Nice. Yeah. That would make a great team. T-shirt, pencils down in the front. Let's get, get crap done. <laughs> and I'm happy to hear you say that because it reminds me of my situation. Mm-hmm. I, I work for a very cool company with yeah. great culture and great people in a field where I never thought I would be working. You hit
2: professional jackpot. You got a great day I,
0: going. I'm grateful for every day. The thing that's cool about their culture is they have like a list of axioms to guide us. Oh, they, really? They call them the isms. Okay. And so when you were saying pencils down, that reminded me of one of the isms, one of the most prominent isms, and that's take the roast out of the oven. Huh. Like, you know, okay, yeah. you've fussed with it long enough, take the roast out of the oven, which I love. Yeah. But being there for a little over a year, it made me think we need to also have another ism to go with that, that is put the roast in the oven. Because mm. sometimes... Yeah, I think that putting the roast in the oven is the same thing as pencils now. And it also could be the same thing as taking the roast out of the oven. But I think it's as important to, you're afraid to take that first step just as much as you're afraid to take that last step.
2: Yes, because it's never ready, right? As writers, it's never ready. I've never turned in anything and Mm -hmm. thought, you know, nailed it. Like, you just... Have to take your best yeah, shot. Yeah, you, know.
0: you just have to make sure you proofread it. Make sure it doesn't like blatantly suck. You're always going to be your worst critic, mm-hmm. but you're like, okay, am I going to sleep well tonight? Uh, can I trust my editor to look at this and point out if something's really bad? I and
2: never you... sleep well before a story comes out. I never. But do, you know what? That's yeah.
0: that's kind of like they say that you know a great hockey player will always get sick to their stomach hmm. before their best games. Okay. Because they give a shit.
2: And, you know, that's something you said to me, Scott, that I really appreciated. Because I was nervous about this today. And I said, why am I nervous? And you said, because you care. And that was, like, the kindest, most confidence-building thing you could have said. So thank you for that.
0: The the honest truth is I knew that this would be good because it's just you and I talking. Yeah. With the silly little Zoom recorder between the (laughs) two of us. I'm happy to see that I'm right because at first you were like, I don't know about this, but then you gave me a text last week saying I'm looking forward to it. And I'm like, then my work is done.
2: (laughs) Well, not quite. Not quite. We'll see how this goes. (laughs) No, I
0: I think it'll be fine. So, pencils down. Pencils down every month in Charlotte Magazine. And for people who don't live in Charlotte, you can read it online, charlottemagazine.com. I was inspired to actually fork out some dollars for a print subscription because I think it's money well spent.
2: Support local media, man. Support local
0: media, support media in general. Because we live in a day and age where everybody can create content, but... The people who are really just putting their their careers on the line mm-hmm. and or depending on this have to work harder because you've got a sea of influencers who are in. Fluencing And not always honestly. Right. You don't
2: always know behind the scenes who's getting paid for what. And that's right. why, like the Charlotte Observer, the Charlotte Axio, Charlotte Magazine, like these these are good people deserving of your money. Yes. Yeah.
0: Plus I am a fan, you know this, I am a fan of tangible things.
3: Oh, which, me too. Which is yes. why
0: which is why I have CDs, which is why I have records, yeah. which is why I have comic books and books. Next it'll be woodcuts, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of all kinds of tangible media. It's mm-hmm. like, if you can touch it, I smell know. it, throw it.
2: Yeah, me with but books. I love books. Books My are great. Is littered with books.
0: I just wish I had more discipline and more attention span to sit down and read. Well, you
2: consume a lot of media, though. You're, you're yes, consuming a lot of different things. I do. Yeah.
0: And then I get lots of people saying, you got to watch this. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. no, I don't gotta. It's like, I know you mean well, and, and maybe I, I might, but you know, I'm already like behind on all this other stuff. Yeah. So
2: starting a show is like starting a relationship it really yeah. kind
0: of sort of is easier
2: to get into than get yes. out
0: of we are here today for a purpose yes. not just to just engage in shenaniganery although
2: I see us doing this for the, like three hours yeah.
0: I have to make sure that the battery doesn't run out because we might have too much fun like I said earlier one of the things we have bonded about always has been the movies and that you know we both enjoy a good blockbuster but we also enjoy the independent films and we like movies that rattle around inside of our heads mm-hmm. and we like movies that challenge us and make us feel things we've always kind of checked in with each other around the Oscars we actually like hung out one Oscar night Mm -hmm. many years ago with some other people that we used to work with I just thought if I'm gonna sit down here and talk about movies with anybody it's there's two people there's you mm-hmm. and my friend Chris Brown who I hope you get to meet someday uh, wheres Chris, Cr- Chris live Chris lives in Detroit of he has a comic book shop
2: Oh cool
0: and when I first met him he was an editor okay and we kind of sort of dubbed him with two nicknames that are equally fitting one is the Angry hippie and this can't be angry. He is though. Okay, right. He is very hippie, right. but he's also angry. He's also like the living embodiment of Shaggy. Oh, okay. And I have affectionately dubbed him as the Snooty Movie Guy because mm, Snooty Movie Guy because great assonance, right? Yeah, because you know, you and I will sit there and we'll talk about the movies. Chris will talk about the movies too, but he will dissect movies in ways that I never thought. I could or should.
2: So, next year we need to have a field trip to uh, Detroit. Absolutely.
0: Or we need to have him come down. And he has been down here a couple Mm -hmm. times and you would absolutely love him. But for today, it's just you and I. Honored to be here. I'm honored to have you here. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start because we've got six of the big categories? Oh, okay. Do you want to start with the best picture? Do you you want to start with uh, the supporting people? The directing, where do you feel comfortable jumping in at?
2: I say we dive into Best Picture. Okay. And before we start, I have a question for you. Yes. What to you makes a Best Picture? Because like some people will just say, well, I like this movie, so it should be Best Picture, but I think it's harder than that. So what to you makes a movie worthy of being a Best Picture?
0: I obviously have to like it. Yeah. But I also have to feel like there's some kind of weight to it, mm. whether it's like uh, something that makes a statement or... Or something that just entertains me on a different level. Or my favorite movie is The Silence of the Lambs. Mm. And I love everything about it. Mm -hmm. Anthony Hopkins' portrayal of Hannibal Lecter is a performance for the ages. Mm. Jodie Foster as Clarice Starling Mm. is another excellent... uh, Even Scott Glenn. They all won in their respect. Jonathan Demme. Mm. Jonathan Demme just, he could have mic dropped after The Silence and the Lambs. Mm. I was introduced to this character who, forget what Taylor Swift says, Hannibal Lecter is the true (laughs) anti-hero. He is such an interesting character. When you've got this cesspool of just evil, and you've got somebody like Hannibal Lecter who is evil, but he's evil with a code.
2: Evil with a code. Yes. That's a scary kind of evil. Right? Yeah.
0: It's like... It's like, he's cool. He's dope. But you don't want to get on his bad side, which mm-hmm. is Barney, the uh, the attendant. He was always good to Barney. Barney yeah. was never a threat to him. He would never think twice about eviscerating Barney. What? Right? Mm-hmm. All right, so what to you makes a good movie, the best movie, the best Oscar movie?
2: I have a, uh, a three-pronged criteria.
0: Ooh. Yeah. hit so the me first with one, your three prongs
2: <laughs> it has to be original yep. and that should go without saying yep. but this year it can't like I want to meet characters I haven't met before I want to be told a story I haven't been told before because so often you go into a movie it's like ah oh, I've met this character with a different right. name I've heard this before so it has to be original it has to be visually compelling why yep. is this a movie and not a book and then it has to be of the moment why right. is this the best picture of 2023 Right. like what does it say about our moment in time right now
0: that's good criteria right yeah. there. Okay.
2: So yeah, that's where I'm coming from
0: Excellent. But how do you feel about all of a sudden, over the past couple of years, they go from five Best Picture nominees to ten?
2: Oh my god, yes. Can we split up the categories? I see that they want to reward big and popular and getting butts into seats in theaters. I right. get why they want to do that, but it's muddling the system. Maybe there's like a most awesome category. Maybe like, there's like a popcorn flip category. But yes. We are just dirtying these waters, and it's really weird okay, to compare so the two. Okay,
0: all right. Let's each break this down. Like, give me your... Oh gosh! Give me your your breakdown of like what's what's blockbuster and what's not blockbuster.
2: Um, Top Gun.
0: Absolutely, I agree.
2: Uh, let me see. And here I'm. I'm kind of talking out my rear here because Avatar. Haven't seen it. Not planning on. Yeah, it. but it is a, block it's a blockbuster. Elvis, I would say blockbuster. Yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe keeping it there. How
0: about you? I, I agree with those. I would maybe put The Fablemans in there, Fableman too. Fablemans is
2: right in the middle. Because yeah. Fablemans,
0: I'm like, the subject matter is not really blockbuster, but it's Spielberg. It's beautiful. And, and like you, we were talking about last night on the text, and you said, The Fablemans is fine. Yeah. And it is. It's fine. It's nice. Yeah. It's enjoyable.
2: It's sweet.
0: Here's the thing. Yeah. I came up with a cinematic-ism as I was watching it. Give it to me if your movie is over two hours long, it should be a limited series because it's called The Fablemans. It's mostly about Sammy. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit about his parents. Mm -hmm. I love that we got some bonus Seth Rogen in there. I wasn't expecting that. Right? Yeah. Um, Michelle Williams is just adorable. I like Paul Dano. Even Judd Hirsch was great in his little Mm -hmm. role. But I feel like we missed an opportunity to explore all of The Fablemans, I felt like it should have been called The Fableman. And I thought, and I also thought, okay, interesting that they call themselves The Fablemans. I'm like, Mm -hmm. they spelled it F-A-B-E-L, but I thought, you know, to the ears, like, fable, like, as in Aesop's Fables. Like, Steven Spielberg, known for, like, telling the fables of our time, like E.T. and Close Encounters. And I actually, when I was sitting down to watch that, as well as when I was watching uh, Women Talking... Because I was watching it here in yeah. my living room, I like took note of some of the lines that stood out for me that mm-hmm. were telling, and I want to share some of those from from uh, the Fablemans. Okay. Uh, the first one that jumped out at me was, "You can't just love something; you have to take care of it." That was
3: uh,
0: uh. Sammy's dad to him. Uh, you know, talking about the trains. Um, but here's one of his sisters, and one of the reasons why, big miss. They barely develop, gave any character development to his sisters.
2: Who, yes, yes, I felt like they had things to say. The right. sisters were and insightful the in the best way that lines. Other were. I'm going to read you yeah. some of
0: the best lines from the sisters. Are you ever going to make a movie with parts for girls again? Mm-hmm. And that's when they were kids. Oh, and then like, his mom had some of the yep. best lines, like. Maybe it's hard being worshipped by someone you know you'll never be as good as or ever do anything as good as actually his his sister said that when when Sammy was like, "Well, Dad worships Mom oh yeah, she laughs at Benny's jokes, but Dad's always been her best audience and then yeah that's a really good
2: one and yeah.
0: then even like the the douchey jock life's nothing like the movies, fableman they're not, and they, there's a lot of really cool things that they were dealing with, but they never really got gritty. I don't think Spielberg has a sense of grit. And I think, like, I kind of feel like, yeah, it's great that he made this movie. It's kind of like a little victory lap. But it's like, we all know how the story ends. And yeah, you know, your parents got divorced. Your mom was you know dealing with mental issues. I'm like, that could have been, if they had done limited series, they could have delved more into that. Yeah. They They touched on a lot of things, but it felt too good. When he meets with John Ford, when he says to him, when the horizon's at the bottom, oh, yeah. it's interesting. <laughs> when the horizon's at the top, it's interesting. When the horizon's in the middle, it's boring as shit. Yeah. Now, good luck to you and get the fuck out of my <laughs> office. But he's right. Yeah. And he's like, let that be a lesson to you, Spielberg. Get out of the middle.
2: Yeah.
0: I feel like the Fablemans was fine, mm-hmm. but it should have been a limited series. Yeah. Yes. I
2: give you that. Yeah.
0: Yep. Do you have any other thoughts on the, the Fable People?
2: I think my favorite line, and I didn't write it down so I might mess it up, Michelle Williams said, uh, you don't owe your life to anyone.
0: Yes! Ah! Yes! Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. a great line. That's one of the other ones I wrote down, so.
2: So, yeah, it's a it's sweet. I think it's a crowd pleaser. I think yeah. it's one where it's like, multiple generations could go together to a movie and everyone would enjoy it. Yeah, it's, again, not for,
0: it's not a movie for the ages, though. No. It's a fine movie. Yeah. And, and I'm glad I watched it. Yeah. I watched Seven of the Ten. I have no interest in Avatar because I never saw the first, and mm-hmm. I don't really have an interest in seeing the first. You know, if I happen to get involved with somebody and they love Avatar and they say I want to watch it, I'll be like, hell yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch Elvis because. <laughs> I'm not a huge Boz Luhrmann fan. And yeah. When you told me you gave up on it after what a half an hour.
2: Oh no, I gave up on it after an hour and a half, and there was still an hour to go.
0: Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, again. And
2: I never give up on movies. Long,
0: long yeah. movie. I'm like, I remember the very first long movie I saw and it was The Sheltering Sky, and I was like, I'm never going to see another long movie again. And <laughs> I, I double, I went back on that when I mm. saw Sling Blade, mm. because I thought Sling Blade was a long movie that was long for a reason yeah when you've got a long movie for a reason i you know if you got a story to tell i i will be there for all of it yeah um so what else do we got on there
2: well do we want to start with our favorite or work up to Uh, oh
0: oh let's oh all quiet on the western front i didn't bother about that because no don't disrespect to anybody involved but it just kind of looked and felt like a snooze to me
2: i started watching that last night at 11 p.m as a way to cram for this and uh It looks, I mean, again, beautifully shot, but it looked like a whole lot to take in starting at 11 p.m., so I need to go back
0: on that one. Yes, you did yourself no favors. (laughs) All right, so we've got the seven.
2: Yeah.
0: We've got the seven. So where do we start with these seven?
2: I will uh, leave it to you.
0: The Banshees of Inner Banshees. I I love this movie. Love
2: the heck out of this movie. Yes. Yeah.
0: I think this is a worthwhile contender for best picture Yeah. and a reminder that I need to... Catch up on some older Martin McDonough movies. Oh, I've yeah. only seen, I've only seen a couple of them. Like um, in Bruges. No, I'm ah, I'm Scott. ashamed to say I haven't <laughs> seen that yet. But I've seen a couple others that I love. Both Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson were great in this. Uh, Carrie Condon, Barry Keoghan, oh, yeah. both everybody was great in this. Just the heartbreaking aspect. Oh God! You know, just when you see the trailer, you're thinking. Oh, this is going to be a great movie set in Ireland in the tradition of, like, waking Ned Mm Devine or the Full Monty or one of those great indies from the 90s. You know, here's, you know, these two friends who are, like, fighting and maybe they'll work it out. But then there was this whole other level or series of levels that I didn't even consider. And it was just so sad and heartbreaking. Yeah. There's that whole aspect of is uh, Colin Farrell's character, is he intellectually challenged? And and, and what, with uh, Brendan Gleeson, it's like, okay, there's the bartender who every now and then would like ask about his mental health. And it mm-hmm. was, they lived in this community where, you know, we don't talk about such things. Yeah. And the fact that he would not only turn his back on his friend, but like physically harm himself to just let his friend know that I really seriously don't want to be friends with you. That's just... They did it in a way where I'm like, yeah, it was... It was horrible, and it was sad, and it was heartbreaking, but there was just enough humor, just enough touches of lightness.
2: And you know that they still love each other. Yes. Like He still loved his friend, like when he helped him after the fight, and he brought yes. him on the wagon. And the fa- yes. Yeah, that's, it was a really hard movie to nail down. Um. Mm-hmm. And I think this is, I would count this as a horror film, because what is more horror than a best friend of many years coming to you saying, I no longer want to be your friend, take it personally, it is because of you. I mean, like, it's when you think of the premise, it's Awful. It's it is so awful. awful. That is
0: like what that is one of those things that I fear the most. Yeah,
2: like this is one yeah. hundred percent because you're dull. <laughs> you're all yeah, yes. it's just yeah.
0: Yeah, that's just and just that moment where where he just that hang dog looking like you liked me yesterday. Oh
2: I know. <laughs>
0: It's funny and sad at the same time.
2: absolutely. And each one of his eyebrows deserve an Oscar because Colin Farrell can use those eyebrows. I
0: remember you you also saying that about (laughs) Will Forte. Oh, in Nebraska. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
2: (laughs) Yeah, another movie not enough people saw. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would not be at all upset if that won Best Picture.
0: I would not be upset about it it at all either. I'm going to bounce around a little bit here. Okay. Top Gun Maverick.
2: Okay.
0: Again, it was fine. It was fun. I saw the first one when it came out. Mm-hmm. I thought it was okay. I Really?
2: You just thought Top Gun was
3: okay? In yeah, 86. I've okay. never.
0: I'm like to me Top Gun didn't speak to me in the same way that like John Hughes movies did or like early Cameron Crowe movies. Yeah. To me Top Gun was just Top Gun. I was just The more... volleyball
2: scene does something to a young woman though, I got to tell you. Really?
0: Oh god. Top Gun? I I have a lot to learn.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That might explain the gap in our perception here. But, you know, I, I love Top Gun. Maverick was—I've yep. never had so much fun watching a bad movie. Like it was not good, but I was giddy like Rip. a schoolgirl the entire time. Like I was like literally kicking my feet because it felt to me like watching Top Gun again. Uh, but it wasn't—it was completely recapturing Top Gun. It did nothing new, but that's why I loved it, see, that's, and that's why it doesn't deserve the Oscar because it did nothing new. That's
0: why I love The Force Awakens.
2: Okay. I'm okay. like,
0: I love The Force Awakens. Everybody's like, oh, fan service, I'm like. I'm a fan. Service me.
2: Yes, right? When, there when, is a
3: place for that. When, when
0: Han and Chewie get back to the Millennium Falcon and Han Solo says Chewie, we're home again, I'm oh, like...
3: Yes, and
0: yes. Like when, when my new employers flew me home to oh. my beloved hometown of Detroit, yeah. I had a Chewie, we're home again moment. So oh. I love that movie because now I can frame things as the... Chewy, we're home again. Moment. Um, Top Gun was fine. Mm -hmm. I went to see it with my mom. Mm -hmm. I love uh, what's his face, Um, the kid.
2: Oh yeah, I can never remember his name.
0: Um, Miles Teller. There you go. Miles Teller's great. Mm -hmm. I'm always happy to see. um, Why am I drawing blanks on names today? Uh, Jennifer. Oh shoot! Yes. uh, eh. (laughs) Um, you know the one. Yeah. She she was in that thing with that guy.
2: Connolly. Yes, okay. Jennifer Connolly. Thank you.
0: Yep. Um, you know, it was good to see you know John Hamm. You know, playing a dick, and uh, he does it so well. He
2: does do it well. Yes, and someone I love so much. He he does it well.
0: He really does. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. Uh you know. Yeah. Again. You know, it's the the Academy trying to appease the yeah. uh, the popcorn munchers, if you will.
2: <laughs> I think though, like this was more egregious yes. than past years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that maybe a little bit? Oh, of course, you know Val Kilmer. That was yeah. a nice scene with Val Kelmer. Yeah. You think that maybe a little bit of his, like you know, let's uh, let's give a little salute to Val.
2: Is there another way we can do that? Like I just Top Gun, you're popular. How about if we do a sequel you?
0: to Top Secret? That was the very first film that Val Kilmer was in. I don't know
2: that I've seen it.
0: Oh man. Yeah. Okay. Now you have a reason to get up in the morning. (laughs) All right. So now we're down to four. Okay. Okay. Triangle of Sadness.
2: Okay. Good one to get into. Yes. And I just
0: watched this. I think last weekend. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I want. I want to hear your thoughts first.
2: (laughs) I hated watching it for the first two thirds. Right. really dug the last third right overall i liked the movie more when it was the menu because mm-hmm. i think they're very similar movies yep. like you had pointed that out to me beforehand but i like the menu so much right. more um i think this is one for me the premise was better than the execution premise fantastic right so good but the first half hour we spoke about this yes. with a couple i i've never hated two movie characters more I know like i don't have to like characters to right. like a movie but i really hated them i
0: i wasn't sure who to like or hate of those two. Yes. And I also wasn't sure. like, why did we spend that first hour with just a, why didn't we spend that first half hour with all the people that we were going to get to know on the yacht?
2: I, it, Makes sense to me as it ends. Are we doing spoilers? Go with it. If okay. it's if
0: it's really bad, I'll edit it out. Okay.
2: I feel like in the end, the whole point was we're usurping the natural order, and everyone who has privilege in normal society no longer has it. And right. The people who didn't have privilege now has it. So now and you can see. That's a good way
0: of summing it. That was not very spoilery at all. Okay. Yeah.
2: But the dynamics between the couple shifted, where right. in the beginning, she's basically saying, I know I don't have privilege, and I have to do this to make a living. I right. have to do this right. just to get by. Yeah. And in the <laughs> end, that explains his actions with yes the woman. Because yes. like, now, like, who's judging who? Because but they have different rules according to both of them, so I think it was explained in the end. But ooh, it took a lot to get there. Yeah. What about you? What would you think?
0: I agree with you for the most part. I think that that um, I'm like, yeah, they kept it under two hours, so good for them. Right. I would have liked the first half hour, or maybe even like the first like ten minutes. Yeah. To be like, here are the characters you're going to spend time with. Mm. I would have liked to have gotten to know uh, Woody's ca- I'm like that was one of the things that really sold I hate to say it that sold me on seeing this movie because yeah. like okay right, here's yeah. this movie I'm not really quite sure what it's about it's kind of taking a dig it's kind of like you know the menu good companions uh, it's like taking a dig at the privilege I'm always on, on board for that mm-hmm. like oh Woody Harrelson's the captain yeah this will be a riot and Woody was not in a lot of it mm-hmm. and I didn't really like those I felt like uh, the the Russian dude who was hanging. Out with him was kind of like weighing those scenes down, whereas hmm. Woody was just being Woody, and when Woody is Woody, yeah. Woody's fun.
3: Yeah.
0: I agree with you that the final third of the film was really the jackpot. Yeah. But I'm still kind of uh wondering about that last shot.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: Cause like the scene right before that, okay, good. That's oh, a good, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. a good mic drop. Mm-hmm. You know, with um uh, what's her name, Yaya, mm-hmm. and the woman who was part of the staff who, when they are in the third act, yeah. the tables are turned and she's in a position of power.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then, next thing you know, you see Carl, the her, the other influencer, like, running through the jungle and you don't know why. And I, imp- I appreciate a good what-the-fuck ending, yeah. but that was just, it felt, like, tacked on.
2: Did he just discover what Yaya discovered? Is that what we're finding out? That like the secret is out, or does he not know? I think or that's the or thing. was he just
0: lost in the jungle and right. just running like a headless chicken?
2: But I kind of like not knowing. If the secret is revealed to everyone else okay. or
0: they're gonna go back. Fair I enough. don't
2: know. I kinda like the mystery. Fair back.
0: enough. Yeah. And I like the the little last minute decision. I forget all the names of the characters, but the 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 woman on staff. She yeah. she was about to do something and she changed her mind. And that was interesting too. And we don't know what the motivation was and mm-hmm. that we don't really need to know. Yeah, Triangle of Sadness was good. It was, I think it's, you know, it's a movie. It's like, yeah, people should watch it so they can have conversations. I think that's another thing about movies is like, maybe you don't always love a movie. Maybe it's time released and you eventually like the movie. It rattles around in your head long enough where they're like, you know what? I was tepid at first, but I kind of dig it. Yeah. But I think that Triangle of Sadness is one of those movies that will go in a time capsule about the early 20s, you know, along with things like uh, uh, The Menu or White Lotus. I've never watched White Lotus, but I also heard that it skewers uh, privilege Mm -hmm. pretty expertly. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple other ones that I'm drawing a blank on, but there's like a whole new genre of privilege takedown. Which, yeah. as long as it's done well, I'm there for all of it.
2: And again, it's very much of this moment. I oh, think. yeah. It deserves to be on yes. this list. Yeah.
0: Okay, another movie that I felt was of this moment, Women Talking.
2: Oh, my God.
0: Wow. Yes. I watched it, like, two days ago. and yeah. I, I, I want to hear your, your views first, because I have a boatload of thoughts about this.
2: I would be very, very happy to see this win.
0: Yes. Um, Agree.
2: And I, we haven't talked about everything yet, but I think it's such a beautiful contrast to everything, everywhere, all at once, yeah. which was bright and all over the place, and this was dark yeah. in both visuals right. and in theme. And it's just women talking in a barn, and, and then it, to make something that capped, I had to take three breaks during this movie. Oh, I was took several so breaks. So hard to watch. I
0: because because I needed to t- because I needed to take breaks. Yes. And and thing I would rather watch it in a the theater much rather watch but i was able to like go oh that's a great line i want to write that down
2: oh i did a lot of that on this one all right yeah it was uh... okay
0: so let's go toe for toe here you read one and then i'll read one okay
2: you might want to read one first okay
0: the very beginning the story ends before you were born yes i love that because not the story begins before you were born that is like okay i'm listening yeah and then what follows was an act of female imagination there's so many ways you can interpret I that. I know. It's like, did okay. Did this
2: happen? Did, did this, really this happen? happen?
0: The women are in a colony. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what kind of colony it is. You don't know what time period it is. You're not sure if this is an alternate reality. You don't know any of this. You just know that these women are in a colony and that some of the men have done horrible things yeah. to them. Imagination how. Yeah. And and it's like, okay. They've doubled down on the, okay, now I'm in.
2: Did you know when we were before that census truck went through?
0: No. Okay. See, the that census, was a great reveal. Okay, the census truck was, uh, was a great reveal, yeah. and I made a list of things that tipped me off.
2: Oh, I want to hear.
0: Okay, so the fact that somebody refers to World War II, it's like, all right. Hmm. So we're like somewhere in the, I'm guessing the 1950s. Yeah. August who's like the one lone Mm -hmm. positive male presence in the movie who was banished from the colony and went to school. And then they keep saying he was a failed farmer. Like it's an insult.
2: Yeah, like the highest insult.
0: Yes. So there's a talk of him going to university. Talk of a sick child being uh, treated with antibiotics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the women sneaking cigarettes.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. All this says to me, but... Again, the census truck.
2: And it was playing a song yes. from the 50s. So I no, it was a song been, from the 60s. Oh, it was the 60s? Yeah, so yeah. I assumed we were back then. Yeah, so they then,
0: played a Daydream Believer yeah. by the Monkees. And they were, so, I
2: rewound okay. it. I'm like, did they really say 2010?
0: Yes, yes, I had to rewind it too. And they're like, please come out of your homes to be counted for the 2010 census. And then the other line that really nailed it for me was like a bookend. So the first line being this story ends before you were born mm-hmm. and the the last line, which, I, yeah, it was a difficult watch, but I always felt like there was a through line of hope. Yes, absolutely. Which is why people need to watch it. Your story will be different from <gasps> ours.
2: Instant, like, as soon as those words were said, yeah. like, because bald, bald. I don't,
0: I don't know about you, but I was afraid because <sighs> when they were having this, and there's something very theatrical about this. I don't know if this was a This was a book for first, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. I could see this being a really well done stage play. It's got that quality to it. Because there's
2: there's just that one scene. That one setting. One scene. It's
0: just like debating. It's like there's a few ancillary scenes here and there. But mostly it's the women going, okay, do we do nothing? Do we stay and fight? do we leave? And they're the most, this is what the movie hinges on, is this debate. Yeah. I was going, okay, does, and you never see, with the exception of like one ancillary scene at the beginning, and in, in August, you don't see any of the men, except mm-hmm. for like kids. Yeah. So they're like this ominous presence, like this dude, Klaus, who was being let back into the colony. Yeah. And it felt like, Okay, there's this cloud. And it's like, are they going to stay and fight? Is there going to be a bloodbath? Is this going to be horrible? Um so tense. I was just like, is this going to get ugly? And I kind of feel like the best storytelling is the storytelling where you don't show all the blood and guts. And mm. they hinted just enough at what happened. Yeah in the beginning and that <laughs> anger that one woman like trying to break into the the pen to like beat the crap out of the dude oh yeah
2: yeah that yeah. was
0: just enough yeah. they didn't need to get gratuitous with right. it and i'm glad they didn't do that i was afraid it's like ah, i really want them to just have the strength to either stand up and fight and just fight in a way where they the men back down mm-hmm. or to just get the fuck out of there Yeah. And so the ending was extremely hopeful, which is why, yeah, Yeah. it's difficult, but it's worth it. And there is that through line of hope. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think that if this one or Banshees were to win, I'd be okie-dokie with that.
2: And why I think this one is very much of the moment is, I think during Me Too, everyone was like, all these women are coming out, all these women are coming out, and this was showing that... This is not all the women because every woman decide, do you stay and fight, do you leave, right. do you do nothing?
0: This is one thing I wondered about. Okay. What was this colony? Was it a cult? Was it, was it like, were they, uh, Amish? Amish? Were know. they, were they Quakers?
2: And I, do they want us to know? I don't know. Polly's up for, uh, adapted screenplay for this, right? I, I think. I think, I, I she needs to get it it was a great
3: screenplay
0: I need to I need to catch up on some of her earlier work because I've heard nothing but good things about uh, Sarah Pauly's films Um, I remember the first time seeing her as an actor Mm -hmm. in that bad 90s movie Go Go. and she may have been in a couple other things and then she shifted into being a director and never looked back
2: you know she was supposed to be Penny Lane really she was cast as penny lane and almost famous and then she backed out because she said i want to be a filmmaker and this she's like anyone who's penny lane is going to be a star and i don't
0: know that i want oh man oh yeah wow talk about the road not taken right and i think she took the right road yeah we are down to i think we're down to our last two
2: everything and what else tar
0: we got everything everywhere all at once and tar which one do you want to talk about first
2: let's go to tar first
0: Yes, Tar was a movie I went to see with my mom. As my mom said, I want to go to the movies, and I want to see either Tar or Till. And Mm. we dragged our feet on Till because Till was in the theater for like about two seconds. Yeah. So by the time we got our shit together Mm -hmm. and we were going to go, Till wasn't even in the theater, which was just like, why? It's just an important movie. Yeah. But we went to see Tar. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I want to hear your thoughts first.
2: It's going to be hard to talk about this one without a spoiler, so okay. we might have to edit. Was there any indication that this was going to go black comedy before the last shot? I love a genre shifter. And that last shot, I'm like, "Oh my I, I went from Oh,
0: that 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 last shot. Oh my gosh! That was delicious.
2: It was like, what was the movie last year with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and the horses and the
0: I know the one you I need to see it.
2: Okay. Oh, but I, I know really it. hope I'm not ruining this for it was another movie that I really liked right. and I loved at the last shot and it was like this one right. too where i really liked it really liked it and at the end i'm like oh you are weird like cuz there are some great weird movies this yes. year but um
0: Tar was was great it a was a li- it was yeah. it was slow yeah but it was yeah. it was slow because it needed to be slow
2: can i talk about that yes you can during the new yorker interview in the very beginning she's talking about the conductor controls time and i think from the very beginning They're controlling our sense of time. They're slowing us down. They're getting like so I think the direction followed what she was talking about during the interview. Like the sense of controlling time. And the silences and the slowdowns are just as important as the notes.
0: This is probably not a spoiler because it's been written about at great length. But Mm -hmm. one of the more thought-provoking aspects of the film is here's a character who is abusing her power. Mm -hmm. And not only is she a woman, but she's a lesbian. Mm -hmm. Which is like, oh, we are talking about Me Too, but we are flipping the script in a way that is going to get people talking.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And Kate Blanchett just... (sighs) My God. Not I'm like she's an awesome actor but yeah. anybody who has to portray the role of a conductor that's got to be tough.
2: Is she fluent in German? Did she um, she was great like I I was that amazed was by aspect. everything yeah.
0: And the power dynamic not only I I thought it was fascinating how not only did she abuse her power with the young woman that she groomed mm-hmm. but there was an assistant a faithful assistant <gasps> oh, who When everything went south, that assistant basically just lit the match that just ended Lydia Tarr's career. Yeah, and
2: and another like movie of the moment, like an employee can do that. An employee can bring someone down. Yes, it's
0: like you know, be be nice to those on the way up because you'll meet them on the way down. Yeah, I loved the part where she comes home. She's not Lydia. She's Linda.
2: Yes, and then watching the old VHS. Yes. That, to me, reminded me of the menu. I know we're not talking about the menu on this one. When she sees all of the old like newspaper clippings, when like food brought that guy joy, it was like when you love something and you love it so hard, you just ruin it. You just ruin it with control.
0: Okay, thank okay. you. That was an instance, watching the menu, I saw that on New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. where there are times when I'm in the... And I will always pick seeing a movie in the theater sure. over watching at home. Yeah. That was one of those times where I wanted to be at home to pause so I could read that clipping because that was the linchpin. That was the key to her, you know, doing the cheeseburger ploy.
2: I think his smile was the key. Like you actually, you see this genuine joy and smile on a face you've seen no joy on before. So I think like this used to bring him joy. Like his career and food used to bring him joy, and he ruined it by ambition. I totally get that. And and I yeah yeah
0: yeah Yeah. tar Great film.
2: Yeah. Beside the point, but I celebrate her entire wardrobe in that movie. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> but I think Tar is another one, like Women Talking and Banshees, that if it won,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know, it would be great. I don't think this is one of those years where I'm, like, all in on one movie. But I think if if Banshees, Tar, Women, or everything everywhere, of any of those won, I'd be happy. But I think I would be probably extra joyous. So maybe I am putting all in, on everything, Me too. everywhere all at once. Uh, we
2: are so on the same. Because yep.
0: it is a movie that, and I think that may, maybe, maybe I'm being simplistic, but maybe the barriers were knocked over a couple of years ago with Parasite. Hmm. It's like here's a movie that's out of the ordinary, yeah. and it's based in a different culture, and there's going to be subtitles. Parasite, I feel like even without the subtitles. Yeah. Parasite didn't need subtitles. The acting was so good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That you knew what was going on. Yeah. That's why it's, it's such a great movie.
2: It took And me Parasite a is
0: another one hmm. that you put on the playlist of movies <gasps> that skewer privilege.
2: Yes. Yes. Movie playlist. Um, with everything, it took me. I say the first half hour, I could not find my footing, and I was so glad I saw it in a theater because I could see reaching for my phone, right. running up to get a snack, right. and like I just had to muddle through that. And for a movie in the beginning, I was having a hard time making sense right. of. By the end, I am bawling because two rocks are talking to each other yeah. about how they. Oh and my there god! Was,
0: there was so much like quirkiness and weirdness so, that was just. And I, I definitely need to see it again because same. I enjoyed it. I loved it. But I'm, like, struggling to remember where rakakuni fed it.
2: There could be a whole class on this movie. I mean, there yeah. are so many times I just wanted to go frame by frame by frame because I knew I was missing so much. Yes. Yeah.
0: And, you know, I, I knew Jamie Lee Curtis was in it, but mm-hmm. it took me a while to go, oh, that's Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. And hot dog fingers and googly eyes. I hope I don't mispronounce his name. Kihei Kwan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's so damn delightful. Oh, my God.
2: He gave me my favorite quote of the movie, and it might be one of my favorite quotes yeah. of all movies. where yeah. he said at the end: um, "I wanted to say, in another life, I would have really liked just doing laundry and taxes with you." See, ball, right? I mean, Isn't that beautiful? Oh, I like. And, mm-hmm. and I
0: bringing up again my friend Chris Brown. Yeah. Uh, when when he he calls me every year on my birthday, God bless him, Aww. and we're talking about this movie, and he, again. He hits you with the question you don't see coming. Mm-hmm. And he goes, did any of this really happen?
2: What? What? I will watch it going to think about
0: that. Exactly. And like the whole idea that... I, I love movies that like rip a new one in the time-space yes. continuum. There's like the butterfly effect. I, I'm a sucker for that, whether it's in TV or in movies. It's one of the reasons why Avengers Endgame was such a perfect mic drop.
2: What I loved about this, I get why the multiverse stuff is so hot right yes. now. Because the idea that so many random things happen and put us on right. our course. And,
0: and everybody wants a do-over.
2: Yes, and the hope is that maybe somewhere else things are going better. Yes. <laughs> you know? But the idea of this, and almost collapsed the multiverse in the end. This is a total spoiler, but the trailer is a total spoiler. In the end, she realizes, and everyone realizes, there is beauty to be found in the everyday and the mundane, and there's beauty to be found in the moment and the the multiverse that you're in. Exactly For such a bonkers movie, it's really sweet and sentimental. Yeah, and
0: and for a bonkers movie, it it really is rooted in reality. Yes. And it's rooted in emotion. Mm -hmm. It's rooted in family. It's rooted in tradition. And, of course, I can't believe we have not... Mentioned Michelle Yeoh yet?
2: Mm, she, oh my god, performance of the yeah, right. performance of the year.
0: I'm like because before that, I think I'd only seen her in Crouching Same. Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Same. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, <laughs> um, and she was great in that. Yeah. One of the podcasts I listen to on a weekly basis is is called Film Spotting, and they're like, she got to do everything in this oh, movie. She got to do serious acting. She got to do action. She got to do comedy,
2: and that. The most kick-ass performance of the year was by a 60-year-old woman. Oh, yeah. She was fantastic. All right, we've
0: gone through our best movie picks. Let's, uh, what, what category do you want to...
2: Well, should we keep going with actress, then, since yeah. uh, we're talking let's, about let's, let's
0: talk about actress.
2: Kate Blanchett wouldn't be angry at that, either.
0: I would not be angry at that, or, uh, or Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Williams was great. I
2: thought Michelle Williams was Michelle Williams. I
0: don't know. (laughs) I get that. Yeah. I didn't see Blonde, so I can't comment. I do want to see Too Leslie because it seems like the kind of movie I would like, a quirky indie film. And there's, like, this unnecessary controversy about her campaign, which I never, I saw the headlines. I never delved into the articles. I don't care. Same. It's like, there was a moment last weekend where everybody had an opinion about Aubrey Plaza at the SAG Awards, and I'm like, why don't you all just shut up and just (laughs) stop trying to interpret what you thought you saw Aubrey Plaza's...
2: Everyone needs a hot take. It's like,
0: they have no idea of what was said or why she had a look on her face, and it's just, just shut up. Yeah. Just shut up and go on with your life, because... Aubrey Plaza wants you to shut up and go on with your life, Yeah. which should also be a (laughs) t-shirt. Aubrey Plaza wants you to shut up and go on with your life. Uh, I can see her busting through the door right now in deadpan going, I do not want you to shut up, and I do not want you to go on with your life.
2: And then turn, exit. Yes, exactly.
0: So, okay. So, all right. So then we've got, um, do we want to go... To actress in a supporting role? Sure. All right, so Angela Bassett.
2: I've not seen that. I've not seen that.
0: I love Marvel. Yeah. The first Black Panther was great. Yes. The, the sequel was a bit convoluted. Was she good in it? Yes, she was very good. But Hong Chao in The Whale.
2: You know, I haven't seen that.
0: So Hong Chao in The Whale, she was great. And she was also in The Menu. Who was she in the menu? She was uh, one of the chef's uh, really one of his assistants, okay, and like one of his like like top tier assistants. Carrie Condon, Fantastic. Banshees in a shirt. she was awesome. Mm-hmm. She was like the heart of that movie. And then we've got two from Everything Everywhere
2: Jamie Lee. I thought was Jamie Lee, she was great. I mean, She's she always delightful. is, but yes. I don't know that she needs to be on this list. Stephanie Hugh, yes.
0: Um, I need to re-watch it again mm-hmm. to really kind of take in Stephanie Hughes' yeah. uh, performance. With my Going with my gut right now, it's a toss-up between Hong Chow and Carrie Condon, but at the end of the day, yeah. Carrie Condon really brought so much to <sighs> Banshees that yeah. I gotta go with her.
2: All of you are fucking boring.
0: Let's move on to actors.
2: Okay, lead?
0: Okay, lead actor.
2: Okay, one who's not here who needs to get it. Yes. Daniel Kaluuya in Nope was... Amazing, an understated performance in a horror movie. I thought he was fantastic.
0: I liked Nope. I didn't love Nope. What? Maybe, oh, I maybe maybe I, I, I need everything. Jordan maybe Peele I need this. maybe I need to be shaken. Jordan Peele is to
2: movies what like Jason Isbell is to music to me. I fell in love with Jason Isbell so hard that right. I fell in love with the whole new genre. Right. Jordan Peele Ooh. has turned me on to horror, oh. and like I just. I think he shows me what horror can be. Like he's, Why is he not up for director? Why is that not best picture? Wow. Makes me so That
0: impressed. is That is that is lofty praise. To
2: me, the scary part of Jordan Peele is knowing that the horror movie is what you're living in and that you haven't seen.
0: Interesting.
2: Yeah. I think mean, he uses the movie to point it out. Yeah. And you're like, oh crap, this so, is just our society. And
0: just to... I loved Get Out. I loved Us. Oh,
2: yes. Same. I, not enough people saw Us. I don't...
0: Yeah. And I'm not saying I hated mm-hmm. Nope. I just... I think maybe I need to see it again. Okay. So, We theme, totally got sidetracked. I
2: know. That was me.
0: Yeah. All right. So, lead actor, Austin Butler, Elvis. I haven't seen it. I'm not going to see it. Maybe someday I'll see it. He was great on SNL. He was. Does he have a future ahead of him? Probably. I'd like to see him in other things.
2: The, uh, what I heard about him in the mm. performance, I agreed with. It was more of an impersonation than acting. Yes. Like, Yeah.
0: And what do you make of the fact that um, the the performance was so intense that he can't quite shake it? He's still oh, I didn't know that. Apparently so. Look at him in interviews when he was on SNL. He's still got that affectation going on. Interesting. Okay, so awesome, Colin Farrell. We're both fans of him yeah. in Banshees. Brendan Fraser, The Whale. I love The Whale. Mm-hmm. There's some people who take issues with it, and I get it. There's the emotional aspect of Brendan Fraser making a comeback, mm-hmm. and I would like to believe that whether he wins it or not, he, he will continue to do great work. Yeah. No, he put a lot of emotion into that role, you and think he, uh, he has I think a shot that at he's that? the other two nominees. And I've been hearing great things about this movie and about this actor Paul Mescal. I did not Afterson. see After I, I hear great too. things about it, yeah. and it, shame on me for not having seen it. Same. And then Bill Nighy, I don't know. Am I pronouncing it rightly? I think
2: so.
0: Yeah. Bill Nighy or Bill Nighy in the Living? I haven't seen that, but I saw that one. I'm you know for me if either Colin or Brendan mm-hmm. won, yeah, I'd be okay. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm okay with that coin flip. Yeah. I'm not really committal to one or the other. Yeah. I think that if Brendan wins, it would be yay, good for you. You know, there's that, you know, comeback. Um, if Colin wins great, but mm-hmm. you know, Collins, whether Colin wins or not, you know, he is still gonna Colin's be gonna Colin be good, yeah. supporting actor. So many great nominees in this. This is like a, a oh, murderer's row.
2: My god, I forgot that how do you say his name? Barry Kogan? Barry,
0: Barry Keegan? Keegan.
2: Barry Keegan. That... I gotta be behind oh shoot, but he's up against uh Kihui Juan. Okay, so this is a tough category. This is a tough this one. Is okay, hard. so
0: Brendan Gleason's great. Yep. But you know, if Brendan Gleason doesn't win, he's still gonna be Brendan Gleason, he's yeah. still gonna I have not seen Causeway. I've heard of it. But I love Brian Talgory Henry. He's great in everything, and I need to catch up with that. Judd Hirsch was fine in he the was Fable Moms,
3: But he loved came. Judd Hirsch. In, he yeah, yeah.
0: He came in, he went, he was he was more of a cameo than anything. Agreed. So, Barry Keegan was great. He just brought, like, that little extra bit of levity that we needed in Banshees. Another
2: great quote. There goes that dream. <laughs> oh, God. Heartbreak.
0: Ki Kwan was... He right? was great. Yeah. Him, Barry Keegan, and Brendan Gleeson. But really, at the end of the day, if Kwan or Keegan won, I would be happy. But, again, that emotional tug of the heartstrings... I would love to see Quan and Fraser both win. You know, yeah. just to see a picture of them together at the you know, after party would be just...
2: I might go for Barry on this one.
0: Barry was great. He's if he Barry wins, was. I'm not going to be angry. I think we're left with just directing. We've got the Banshees of Inner Sharon, mm-hmm. Martin McDonough. We have the Daniels, as they are known. Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. Everything, everywhere, all at once. The the obscure auteur,
3: <laughs> Steven
0: Spielberg, with uh, the the, the, the black horse. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the, yes, uh, Tar with the uh, uh, the little accent above the a. It's not like we're saying it differently though. Todd Field and Ruben Ostlin, Triangle of Sadness. The dudes from uh, Film Spotting always say that good directing is tone management.
2: Interesting.
0: And it's not just getting the best performances from your actors it's visualizing it's all that stuff that spielberg does but it's also tone control Hmm. and it's like bringing a vision to life to have the vision and to bring the vision to life of the movie i'm gonna go with that is a as the kids say a herculean feat so can, can can you smell what the rock is cooking here
2: gotta be the daniels right right they pulled off an that degree thing of difficulty. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: So, so that's it. I think we've gotten to the end of our thing.
2: I think so. Like, I am disappointed by like Maverick being on the list. A little disappointed with Elvis, but overall, I love that they celebrated weirdness.
0: Okay, a couple of thoughts.
2: Okay.
0: I would have liked to have seen some love go to Empire of Light.
2: You know, I never got around to seeing a
0: that. Good little movie.
2: Yeah.
0: Olivia Colman was great.
2: She always is.
0: Yeah, the, the whole cast was great. The story was great. I enjoyed the crap out of that movie. And while it's getting love in a niche genre category, again, the film spotting dudes were like, they need to have a category for best voice acting because Marcel Deschel with shoes on and Jenny Slate's performance <laughs> I love her. needs more love. Let's, you know, this is how much Marcel Deschel with shoes on made an impact on me. If you know anything about me, you know I loathe the music of the Eagles with the white-hot <laughs> intensity of a thousand suns. With the white-hot intensity that could power the eastern seaboard. And Marcel... You checked towards...
2: in and you never left?
0: <laughs> I could check out any time i like, but I could never leave. But Marcel, towards the end of the movie sings my absolute least favorite Eagles song, Peaceful Easy Feeling.
2: Marcel Deschel sings Peaceful Easy Feeling.
0: Yes, and oh. it's so fucking adorable.
2: Oh. It,
3: oh. Right.
0: <laughs> it's it's everything. And it's like if Marcel Deschel can make mm. me enjoy an Eagles song, yeah. then there's hope for the rest of humanity. You know why there is also hope for humanity? Why? Because every month people can go to the back page of Charlotte Magazine <laughs> and read Pencils Down. Yes,
2: yeah, subscribe today, people.
0: Yes. <laughs> Jen McGivney, thank you so much thank for hanging out with me. Thank you. This
2: was fun. Me. I love this. See, I
0: told you it would be fun.
2: I think uh, before the Oscars we should each fill out a ballot and see who wins.
0: I think we should do that. Okay. Should we, like, place a bet on it?
2: I think we have to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whoever wins. Um, whoever loses. Beers on them. Okay. Okay. I was
0: going to say whoever loses has to brush the other's teeth for a month. Oh, my God. (laughs) Jen, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thanks for having me. All right.
3: as you walk down Hollywood Boulevard Some that you recognize, some that you've not even heard of. Ah, people who worked and suffered and struggled for fame. Some who succeeded and some who suffered in vain. Is in showbiz, it doesn't matter who you are. And those who are successful, be always on your guard. Success walks hand in hand with failure along Hollywood Boulevard. I wish my life was a non stop Hollywood movie show. Light heroes never feel any pain and sand heroes never